0: Hey Tubes, Jasmine here. I have a question for you. I feel like you guys are telling me not to buy stuff because it's better for the environment. Does that mean I should stop buying from Tubes? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey Tubes. Hey there friends. Welcome to Hey Tubes, where we are figuring out can we save the planet? Uh, make it fashion oh the eternal questions we are here to answer it for you our names are Jess and Steph we're your hosts and we're also the founders of Tubes a footwear label which we really love and we hope you love too
1: and we hope you want to buy from but maybe you want to stop buying from us do you want to stop
0: buying and is it our fault that you want to stop buying
1: So the question that we are tackling today is, should I stop buying from your brand? And your brand is Tubes because that's our brand.
0: And we feel like this question needs a lot of backstory. So we're going to attempt to catch you up to speed real quick. We found ourselves in 2019 having this I want to call it an existential crisis. I was going to go existential. Yeah, yeah. Full existential. Like sweating, dread, belly hurting, mind telling me to think about something when I really don't want to. Mind swirling. It was scary. It was definitely scary because we had been running this footwear brand tubes for four years at that point. And we had been doing it the way that we had been doing it which was the way that all the other footwear brands were doing it. We were vegan, but in terms of the environment we weren't really doing very much. And outside of work, we were becoming more and more engaged with the climate crisis. We were composting at home. We were thinking about what we were buying. We were even like attending some rallies and some protests and, you know, getting really interested in the climate and what was going on. But then there was this weird disconnect where that would be in our private lives, but then we would show up to work. And we would just keep making the shoes that we were always making.
1: Yeah. So the solution was, as you may have heard, to go in this really new, radical, environmentally focused direction. And we have made huge changes in our business, things like recycled materials we make our shoes from, we make them from sugarcane. we offset all of our carbon, we have a recycling program, the list is endless and you've probably heard us talk about that here. And something for us that we didn't see any other brands really doing that felt really important was this piece of the puzzle where we started to realize that the most sustainable thing people could wear is what's already in their wardrobes. And so we didn't feel like in good conscience, we could say to people, buy this, it's so sustainable and you're going to save the planet by wearing our shoes. No, you're going to save the planet by stopping to buy stuff because the problem of overconsumption and how much ends up in landfill is one of the biggest problems with the fashion industry.
0: Yeah, and it was like, it didn't matter how well we made these shoes, how innovative the materials that we put in them were. If we were going to continue to tell you to buy as many as possible and create that sense of urgency that so many retailers do. So if we were discounting them, if we were going on sale,
1: if we were giving you messaging like your life's going to be worse if you don't have this thing or this pair of shoes is going to fix all your problems.
0: Yeah. And... You know, we grappled with stats. Like the average American buys eight pairs of shoes per year and billions and billions of shoes end up in landfill. And we're sure Australians buy
1: pretty similarly.
0: And we felt like we couldn't really be calling ourselves environmentally focused if we weren't addressing the consumption part of the problem in addition to the product part. So it's like, cool. So we're doing the product thing, tick, tick, tick. But then also we need to try to encourage people to buy a little bit less. And so I feel like as the listener
1: right now, you're probably listening to this and you're probably feeling inspired to buy less stuff. You know, you're probably. Are you? Tell us if you are. (laughs) You're probably listening and being like, oh, okay. The answer is I need to buy less stuff. And that's awesome because that's what we're out here doing. We're out here being real with people. And that can be quite conflicting as a brand, but we don't care. We don't want you to buy stuff that you don't need. That we completely stand by. And actually, we've surveyed our customers to hear their response through some of this messaging that we've put out there. And we did an Instagram story survey and we got some awesome results, which was 68% of customers said that our conscious messaging and our education made them reconsider a purchase from another brand. How cool is that? 68% of people reconsidered buying from another brand because of this. Awesome.
0: So cool. And then 69% of people actually said that with this messaging about buying less, it made them rethink buying a pair of tubes and they actually didn't end up buying.
1: Which is great because they obviously didn't need them. And 86% of those said that they will buy tubes when they do need new shoes. So these are all really great stats for us because we're like, great, you're it's not working. buying them when you are not when you don't need them. But then you will buy tubes when you do because we genuinely believe we are the best pair of shoes that you can buy if you do need a new pair of shoes. But
0: don't buy them unless you don't need them. Great. This is all working very nicely. So like we're feeling freaking fine about ourselves. We're doing good things for the planet. We're feeling great. We're sick. Seeing- this amazing response from our customers and we're excited by this change. But then we run into a little bit of a hiccup, which is that (sighs) it seems that not everyone loves this messaging and some people are feeling like we're making them feel guilty which is not what we want to do. We're making them feel a little bit like a bad person if they are going to buy a pair of shoes, which is not what we want to do. One person even was like, look, I was going to get a pair of shoes, but then I saw your whole don't get anything you don't need. So I didn't buy from you, but then I went and bought from Tevers instead. And it's like, that's not the point. So we've realized that a big
1: part of buying and what we all buy is what we're subliminally marketed to. Like, we think that we are in control of our own lives, of our own decisions, but so much of it- We ain't. We ain't. And so much of it is about, you know, big retailers, Facebook, Instagram, these companies, what they're doing is they're really, they have psychologists on their team. You must know this. They literally have- What kind
0: of- Let's Uh, pause. Let's pause. What (laughs) kind of- psychologists would do something like that. Like they probably took an oath when they became a psychologist to say that like they will do good things for the human beings. Why would they then go take a job at Facebook and work out how to manipulate people into buying shit? Can That's I tell you why? Dog. It's the same reason
1: that Glassons probably has a sustainability team and the people that started working there thought they were doing a really good thing and then they were ended up being like beaten down into this box and the money gets them because like at the end of the day humans are driven by a need for survival and so people get carried away with that and then it takes over into greed and they need more money and I they think they need more money and I feel like people just end up getting carried away Mm, but it's really crazy because it's like these psychologists who know all this stuff about how the human brain works and ideally would be helping people actually end up tricking us into buying things that we don't need and so people are listening to our messaging awesome they're like Oh, these people are telling me not to buy. Great. I won't buy until I need it. But then, you know, we're the safe place. You're in like the safe house and the people are like being totally honest with you. But then you go back out into the big bad world and you're getting tricked into buying things. And then all of a sudden you haven't bought the good stuff because the people are being honest with you, but then you're being tricked into buying the bad stuff, which is doubly as bad.
0: Yeah. So then it like has brought us this very weird place where we're now questioning our messaging and we're saying, okay, well, the the intention is really to get people to buy less, but our shoes are better than everybody else's. And so, you know, in terms of the environment and in terms of a lot of other things too. But so it's a problem for us if we're creating this environment where people are really looking at their purchasing habits only at tubes you know the intention is not for them to only worry about their purchasing habits at tubes and then go out and just purchase the hell out of everything else because that defeats the purpose and rather they should actually come to tubes and buy their shoes there if that was going to take the shoe purchasing off the table altogether
1: yeah so it's like should you stop buying shoes from us is that the question So it's like, should you stop buying from our brand? Yes, you should stop buying from our brand when you don't need new shoes, but you should keep buying from our brand when you do need new shoes. Because for us, here's the thing, for a really long time, we didn't feel good about what we were doing. And we kept talking about bringing an investment. We kept talking about- scaling our brand and trying to move into new markets and countries and creating stores and all this kind of stuff but we didn't feel good about it because we were in a place where we knew we wanted to be environmentally focused we weren't there yet but now we're at a place where we're like we are better we can tell you we are better than honestly 99.9% of what is out there and we care you know what we care because you hear us talking about how much we care and if there are things that we're not doing We're gonna go out and do them and figure out ways to make them happen. And when new, better materials come out, we're gonna go and take those better materials. So now we're at a place where we want to grow. We want to grow the business. If we stay as small as we are, we're only making as much impact as our size, which is awesome. And we personally feel very fulfilled by the business that we're currently running. But when we look at all these giant retailers, when we look at the Zaras and the Sheens of the world, by the way, our mum tells us we talk too much on this podcast about Zara and that we always use Zara. So but now it's we- funny. I feel like we always use Shein okay well I'm gonna start it on H&M today okay and we're gonna go after all you one by one we're gonna get you (laughs) (laughs) so H&M they're gonna be selling stuff at a huge scale so the way that we want to create impact is by taking sales away from these bigger brands and having people buy from us instead because we know that we're better
0: Mm, and so we just have a lot of questions right now and we kind of wanted to completely open this conversation up so that you can see how much thought goes into the decisions that we're making at tubes and if you do see this messaging disappear a little bit more from our website then at least you have background on why and and we want your thoughts like we're going to start a thread in our facebook group Love your thoughts froth your
1: thoughts please (laughs) give us all of them facebook group is tubes a kind of community and we want you to come in there and tell us your thoughts on this do you think we should take this
0: messaging away do you think we should double down on this messaging what should we do what should we do it is such a conundrum and so the other day someone that we know quite well actually came to us and said you know I was actually on your tubes website the other day and she told us this really excitedly by the way like she was excited to tell us she was buying tubes she was buying tubes she loves the website she's there to shop And she arrives on the website and then there's a scrolling message at the top that says, please shop responsibly. Oh, great. I love us. I love us. And I love that messaging. Like When I go on the website, that makes me excited. Same.
1: And it makes me feel good about being on a shop that I know is encouraging me to shop responsibly and
0: not just trying to get me to buy shit. Yeah. But that's not how she felt. She bought one pair of shoes from us. And then because we had that on the website, she said she wanted a second pair. Like she bought the black and she wanted the the pink. Yeah. And then she didn't buy it from us because of our messaging. And she went and bought a pair from Zara instead. And Interestingly, something that she said was she would like to shop from a brand that really wants her purchase and seeing that on our website, please shop responsibly, made her feel like we didn't actually want her purchase. And so she was going to give it elsewhere where someone actually wanted it. Yeah. And like
1: she likes to support small brands that are
0: like, hey, we really
1: appreciate
0: that you buy from us, which we do really appreciate that we buy. We really appreciate it. We still have, we have wages to pay. We have more product to buy. We have lots of environmental stuff to invest in. Yeah, like we need people buying our shoes to operate it as a business. The expenses are endless. And every time you buy a pair of shoes, it goes towards that. And we are eternally grateful. Totally. So I can actually, when she was saying it, I feel like- you were. I got angry.
1: You were angry, but I Shock, actually could, I could hear what she was saying that as just like on a human level, that you want to feel that somebody is grateful for your purchase and you want to feel like, you know, like a warm hug. And so that kind of got me thinking like, being on the marketing side of things that maybe like this messaging, it's not that we need to not have this messaging, but maybe it's in like a different way that we need to do the messaging. Like we need to say, if you are going to buy from us, this is all the good you're doing and kind of focus on the good because that's kind of going with the whole psychology of people and the way that people work because it's like we can't ignore how people work. That's just how they work. And it was just an interesting perspective that maybe Please Shop Responsibly has a negative undertone that feels judgmental to people and that maybe it needs to be said in a cushier way. Way of like, we do appreciate, and I don't know, maybe the like shop responsibly conscious consumerism messaging needs to come separately to our website. Like, once you're there and you're intending to buy, you need to feel really good about your purchase. But outside of that, on our social media and stuff like that, we can also be educating people,
0: yeah. And it's It's interesting because just hearing you talk, it kind of goes back to what we've talked about. I think we've talked about this on the podcast about like. Climate having a PR problem and how it's all really negative, yeah, and how people create change through being inspired and excited. And so maybe we're making people feel bad about themselves, yeah, and then they feel shut down from tubes and so they go elsewhere. But really, we need to create an environment where they feel like heard, and excited, and inspired, Mm -hmm. and then we could keep them around for longer. They can keep make purchases from us instead of other brands. And it's a win, 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 win. It's gotta be win for everybody. And I guess
1: this, I'm really interested to hear from people as well. Like what has been your experience with shopping on tubes? Like has this messaging inspired you when you're on the website or has it made you feel guilty? Cause we don't intend to make you feel guilty. We intend to make you think and feel and feel into how you're feeling but not feeling bad when you do need something.
0: Yeah. Or also when you do want something, you know, like it's okay to want a pair of shoes and buy them. You're not like some superhuman robot that just has a switch that can turn off all of those things. But like, I think if we experience that wanting 10 times in a month and we're only – giving into that urge two or three times, then that's amazing progress in Mm. and of itself. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we shy
1: away from saying to people because we're like, well, we don't want to tell people that they can have what they want. We want to tell people that they can only have what they need because that's the ideal scenario. But in reality, we do want things. Yeah. And then they kind of like, they do it while like tubes, their mummy isn't looking. You know, yes. like they do it like like Tubes. They're like, oh, being their best selves because like they want to do the right thing. So then they only buy what they need. But then when she's not looking, they're like binging on other
0: stuff. Yeah, but I also do it when Tubes' mummy isn't looking. Like it's funny that you say that because I also feel a little bit of guilt. Like if I've bought something new and then like to wear it into the office, I'm like- Uh, Is someone going to ask me where I bought this? Which is ridiculous because I'm probably the one that sets the tone for all this stuff as well, but then it's like cultivated there.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so we need to like be free of shame. Absolutely. Like that, that aspect of it isn't helping anybody. It's so true. Uh, The other thing that
1: I would love to hear from people is what brands do you feel like are doing a really good job of caring about the environment, but also making you feel really good that you are part of their club and that you're doing something good when you are buying from them? And just can't wait to hear all of your thoughts on that. Definitely come on the Facebook group. And we're also going to be having some conversation stories on our Instagram this week. So make sure you keep an eye out for those.
0: Hey, tubes! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedincom people today.
1: Now we are going to head on over to our segment. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. So, today we're doing a little special edition. We always love a special edition. (laughs) We do. (laughs) We do. We love a theme. So, we're putting some people off with how ethical we're trying to be. So, today we're going to be talking about what's been a time that a brand has put us off a purchase. Mm, I love this.
0: This is really fun. I've got a good one. Can I just dive right in? Dive right in. Okay. So, this has actually happened over the last few months. So, I listeners will not be surprised love a shop she loves a shop obviously resisting the urges all the time, but sometimes I give into them. And over the years, there's been this great Aussie label that's based in Bali that I love to shop from. I love their aesthetic. It's very beachy and light and airy and they make beautiful stuff. So very occasionally, maybe like once every six months or so, I might hop on their site and buy something from them. I never thought that they were doing anything good for the environment. I never thought that they were doing anything good for the people that make their clothes. I just like their stuff. Let's put that out there. And so I would buy from them sometimes occasionally. And then recently about, uh, I want to say three or four months ago, they put out an EDM, an email that said, yay, we're going sustainable is essentially what it said. That was basically the subject line. And then in the email, it outlined all the ways that they were going sustainable and that they were now a sustainable label. I'm holding quotation air marks in the air because I think that that's such a silly thing to say. But I read into it and I clicked through to their website and there was just nothing to support these claims. Like they weren't really doing anything different. They didn't have any visibility over who was making their clothes. They weren't going to be changing the materials that they were using. Nothing I could see from the information that they were providing me suggested that they were going to be a sustainable label as they wanted their email to believe. And this has completely turned me off because it was one thing when I didn't think that they cared And I was okay with it in a way. But now that they've claimed that they cared, but they're very clearly doing shit all about it and they just want customers to think that they care. Well, now I hate them and I'm never going to buy from them again. Isn't that so
1: funny that it's like, we would rather a brand that doesn't care at all than a brand that's trying a little bit? Or maybe it's that you don't, I don't actually think, they think they're, are they're trying. trying. Yeah.
0: I don't think they are trying because, from what I could see, they weren't changing any of their practices. They weren't doing anything differently. Yeah, they were just putting a heading there that didn't exist before, and then using the exact same information to funnel through. And like totally not into it. It's a trick. Like yeah. that's greenwashing in its at its finest. Totally. Yeah, not into that. No. Bye bye. Bye bye label. I will never buy you again. And I'm devil about it because I really liked them. Mm,
1: that's sad. Maybe you should reach out to them and you should tell them your thoughts and you could suggest some ways that they could be more environmentally focused. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll do that. And it's a win for the environment and it's a win for you because then you get to buy from them again. So true. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is being vegan. I love a bit of fake meat. Same. I, I just love it. I'm not one of those people that's like, ew, I'm vegan. Why would I want the taste of meat? I'm like, mmm, the taste of meat is so delicious. Same. I'm not going to eat it because it's an animal. But if you can replicate it with other things, then I'm totally going to eat it. Same. <laughs> so I love like a cheeseburger, a vegan cheeseburger. So delish. And often I'll get beyond meat. That's probably my favorite.
0: but Which is a brand that makes these great vegan patties. Delicious vegan patties. And there's also a competitor
1: that they have that's called Impossible. And when we were in LA a few years ago and we were at the PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, we were at their headquarters. We got to sit down with the founder, Ingrid Newkirk. She's fantastic. We actually did a podcast episode with her on how to live our old podcast, which is so great definitely recommend the listen. And Ingrid actually talked about that day, how impossible meat, even though they're vegan meat and they're doing awesome stuff by converting meat lovers into non-meat lovers, they actually test on animals and they've
0: killed animals. In fact, they've killed over... A couple of hundred of animals. When we were there in 2019, they had killed over 180 animals. Yeah.
1: So they've killed a bunch of animals in the name of making fake meat, which I guess if you're listening to this and you're not vegan, you're probably like, eh, I've probably eaten way more animals than that. But I think (laughs) for, for me being vegan, I'm just like, well, no. It's kind of like if we were like, let's go cut down some trees so that we can look inside the trees and figure out how we can not kill trees. Like well, it and just feels counterintuitive.
0: I think that there's another layer to it as well where like they're taking advantage of the vegan market. Like mm. they're saying, oh, we just want to sell to these people that care about animals. So true. We're not vegan, but yeah. we've
1: seen an opportunity in the market. Yeah. Which is gross. Yeah. I'm not into it. And they killed some of our friends.
0: Yeah. Our animal friends.
1: Yes. So no, not into it. Not into impossible. So, I mean, I know that some restaurants will use impossible. And so I maybe get them without knowing, but I will not buy impossible meat if I see it at the supermarket ever. Good one. Bye, bye, bye.
0: Bye, bye, bye. And bye-bye to you because we're all out of time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. We would just love you to hit that follow button. If you haven't left us a review yet, it's just down the bottom. Scroll down. You know you want to. And we would appreciate the hell out of you for doing that. We will see you right here next week
1: for more juicy, juicy question answering. Bye. Bye, Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much to our podcast producer, Amelia Navasquez, our podcast coordinator, Bianca Whitner, and a big thank you to King Cora and Lily3PO for creating our incredible theme song.
1: We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record, the Boonwurrung, Boonwarang and Wurundjeri Wurwurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation and the Arakwal people of the Bundjalung Nation. We pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging.